Hi, this message is for the wheel nerds, Todd and Chuck. We're going to file an injunction against you. It's going to be $2 million per infringement. You guys got three infringements. If I were you, I would take it off the Internet immediately. Immediately. If you don't take it off the Internet, I'm going to tell you guys, I'm promising you, I'm going to sue your asses. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 129, and I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. We're going to be talking about motorcycles. Yeah, I got nothing funny to say. Nothing funny at all to say? No. Well, show's over, folks. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Wheel Nerds. And we're done. <laughs> Take that the pace. Wait, wait. We have we have several people who think that that'll make the show better if you have nothing funny to say. <laughs> we do. We got a letter about that. Uh-huh. We, we, we'll, in our letter section, we have comments about it. Not not the first such letter. Nope. <laughs> so, uh, But before we go into serious letters... Mm-hmm. Should we, uh, we've got classifieds to actually talk about this week. Oh, yes. Classifieds. Uh huh. Uh-huh. The crazies are beginning to come out of the woodwork again. Uh, sorta? Which, which, you know, I, but I, I, I want to say it's a good thing, but I think it's only really a good thing for this show. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's mainly carps that are still coming, that are coming out now. We don't, we've got like half yeah. cars, half bikes in this week's. Yes, we've got, uh, the 2002 Acura RSX Type S Type S RSX. So it's a. Uh, is that a mom car? I think so. Uh, it's it's a silver. It's like a silver sedan, a, um, yeah, which says "mom car." Silver Acura. Me. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it's being sold by a young guy who wants it. You know, to like be cool. Um. But you know, it's a sedan. And it's yeah. silver, which says "mom car." Um, so there's a mom car for sale. It, it's got a box in the back. If you're a big fan of RSXs and, you know, I guess you can put groceries in. You can well, that's going to get in the way of all the groceries. You can listen to your tunes. Yes, it has it has music. In- hey, Mom, look what I put in the back of your car. Hey, Mom. This is really cool now. I need that car to go to sewing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. It lights up and everything. Boom, boom, boom. Boom. Girls like it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw this out. Um... I don't think any vehicle has ever actually gotten someone a date. Like, I don't buy it. If if you're getting a vehicle because it's cool, because you think you're going to get dates, it's usually to fill some hole in your own sad, empty life. <laughs> Other than date. What are you trying to say? Nothing. Just going to say it's not going to get you dates. Uh-huh. Buy it because you want it. Don't pretend it's, you know, to pick up, insert thing here. That's the whole reason I pick, pick things up is to insert thing here. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's the isn't that like the baseline for dating to insert thing here? Why else mm. is there dating? Uh, to give an excuse for your silver mom car, <laughs> I think. Yeah, we also got an ad for a big truck, um, which is also not a motorcycle. Also not a motorcycle. And clearly, always. clearly the crazy ads are not limited to motorcycles. But I got to tell you. Yeah, whatever. They're they're it, they're trying real hard to sell an old car. They're putting a lot of words. That car would hold a lot of groceries. There's a lot of things. Groceries, I, groceries, we'll, we'll, groceries. We'll post these up. Groceries, but, uh, groceries. No, no, but now this, this on the other hand, this is a motor. No, it isn't a motorcycle. <laughs> what have? <you? laughs> it's a one of a kind cycle. I thank goodness. Half bike, <laughs> half car. What? It's like a sideshow. Okay, it's a it's a Suzuki Intruder motor built into a one of a kind solid steel 
cart. Very cool. Has fiberglass body. Great project for someone crafty. Not me. I thought it was a solid steel cart. Kind of one of a kind solid steel cart. You stole it. With a fiberglass body. Yeah. Solid steel cart with maybe he meant the frame solid steel. It also appears to have gardenway cart wheels. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the cart that I, I, I put my tomato plants in before I take them out and plant them has those wheels on it. But it's got shocks. Yes. It has suspension. Mm-hmm. Possibly independent. You know what it kind of looks like? Is it kind of looks like a sidecar painted in primer black with a crappy, crappy frame and an intruder motor attached to the back. That frame is... uh Crappy. That's, and rusty. That's something. It's got everything that you look for in the frame of an extremely sketchy three-wheeler. It's very rusty. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how you know it's good. Uh, it's got lights. Mm-hmm. Clearly, this this thing has got to be street legal. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. He doesn't say it runs. He doesn't mention that. He says it's a great project for someone, someone crafty. Someone crafty. This is, this is an art project gone horribly wrong. I, I, I'm going to say that crafty in this case means it just flat out doesn't work. Yeah. This is an art project. This was, this was built as a background piece for a low budget Mad Max movie clone. Mm-hmm. And then they realized that the real one's coming out this year and they're like, go crap. It's a, it's a hipster Mad Max movie clone. <laughs> and you know, like all the guys with beards and their clothes cigarettes were like, ah. <laughs> And they didn't show up for the second day of the movie. Because <laughs> jobs are hard. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm seeing it. And now here they are, trying to recoup their cost. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, no. 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 No, a hundred no. times no. Okay. We've got another uh, project bike. Another project bike? Mm-hmm. Oh, this one sounds less sketchy. Yeah. A 1995 Honda Shadow Project. No what? title. What? Mm, no title. I picked this up because my friend found it abandoned on the side of the road. <laughs> and by road, we mean driveway. It had been there for weeks, and by which we mean minutes, and the cops were going to impound it. I've checked with DMV, and the bike has not been reported stolen or even missing. Yet. I believe the previous owner boosted the chain, resulting in the chain cracking the case cover. It is repairable, kinda, and it still runs as is, and it sounds great. Apart from the fact that oil doesn't stay inside and it will inevitably self-destruct. It still needs a chain and to have the keys made ignition swap to be a daily driver and also to be hidden somewhere the cops won't find it. Asking $600. Runs great. No title. Wait a minute. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, he says asking 600. His picture says asking 700. Well, you know, things are, things are on the, on the downward. Not slope. stolen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, uh, that's quite the quite the bike. You know, the funny thing about it, the real hell of it is, you look at this, and this is a perfectly good shadow. Yeah. Um, he just broke it stealing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe they had like the chain locked. To the, I don't I don't even know how you break this stealing it. Uh, I almost buy that somebody broke it on the side of the road and just walked away. Really? Oh, you know what it was? This is a badly taken care of bike. It was okay. stolen. Somebody got all of their insurance money for it and mm-hmm. didn't report it as stolen. Mm-hmm. They reported it as dead. <laughs> and then the thief broke the bike on the side of the road and just walked away. <laughs> like, and he was, the thief was only about 20 yards from the owner. Uh-huh. And the owner's just like, yeah. I'll never see it again. 
Oh, look, there's a couple kids pushing it up into the bed of a pickup. Squeaky, 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 squeaky. Look, we found a new motorcycle. Oh, that's the greatest man. This is going to be great. I sure hope, I sure hope someone takes that bike out from in front of my house. Please take it. Not a trap. I can't wait to get dates with this bike. Uh, no. Yeah, the, there's so much wrong with this. I don't know where to start. Yeah, no one's reported stolen or missing, but they're going to see it here on Craigslist in a minute. <laughs> yeah, no one's reported it stolen or missing. The thing about it is, is I would they tell them, or would they just like land on it from space? How do you how do you even check that with the DMV without? Well, you you give them the VIN, you call the cops, and you say I found this bike with the VIN. It's been sitting on the side of the road. Can I keep it? <laughs> but he didn't call the cops. He says he checked with the DMV. He's, so I've got this bike here. Can you tell me if this bike is stolen? DMV's like, <laughs> this is purely hypothetical. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, what? That VIN number actually matches to a real bike? Huh, weird. Okay, I gotta go by. <laughs> there's, there's so many questions. Uh, this brings up. Mm-hmm. I barely know where to start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Condition salvage. <laughs> yeah. Condition, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Condition hard to say. <laughs> well, that's horrible. <laughs> okay. That, that's, that's horrible. Uh, we got sent this thing. Okay. It's an image, which is always fun to listen to on a radio show. It will be in the show notes. It's a picture of the tractor bike, which appears to be a bike made from tractor parts. <laughs> it looks about like you'd expect. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's uh, with a frame made of a pipe. Speaking of bikes that look like art projects. What is that on the side? Is that a fire extinguisher? Uh, one hopes. Because <laughs> this bike is guaranteed to catch on fire. Because, <laughs> you know, it, it seems like a useful thing for a bike like this. It's one of those... Is that a fire extinguisher or is it a bug fumigator? I couldn't tell you if you paid me. I think it's there to make it look all steampunky. You think this thing runs? Uh, I'm going. It could possibly run. I'm going with a more likely scenario of this barely. This this runs exactly like ten feet onto a trailer <laughs> unloaded for shows. I well, why would you? It want also to- appears to be made from plumbing pipes, which well, is always. Confidence inspiring. Exactly. Why, why would you want to show this to anyone? Uh, you know, as a piece of art, it's interesting. No, it's not. As a bike, it's horrifying. This isn't interesting as art. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> this, I'm bored. <laughs> this is, uh, what the fuck is that on the radiator? That's a grasshopper. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's a big grasshopper. Big rubber grasshopper. <laughs> yep. No. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> and we're moving on. Something else that's great for radio is uh, this video we've got. Oh, yeah. It's one of uh, Half Throttle's videos. Yeah, his, like GS. His, his new. I, I My favorite part of this video, go to our show notes to watch it, is the part where he talks about raving, waving to other writers. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, I had to watch it twice, but he doesn't actually wave to other writers. <laughs> <laughs> He it's, says he says hello the way our, our friend John used to say hello. Oh, okay. <laughs> and John, coincidentally enough, also rides a BMW GS. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. 
seeing patterns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. This video from Half a Throttle doesn't seem entirely hypothetical. No. <laughs> no. It's kind of cool he's doing it, uh, videos. Again, I thought... Back it, after it. Yeah, it seemed, I think he took a break for a while or something. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like a lot of those guys who do the long-term travel thing, sooner or later he needs to get a real job for a while. Yeah, and he's got a kid and stuff now, yeah, so... Yeah, happy, yeah, that'll... that'll happy that'll domestic right life. <laughs> yeah, but I think he's still in Springville. I think he's still local. Yeah, mm-hmm. At least the video looked local. Mm-hmm. Real. Uh, speaking of local... Excuse me, no, speaking of not local... <laughs> not local. Not local. Okay, so we're talking to Cat McLeod of Loud Miscape, Loud Escapes, Loud Escapes, Loud, Loud, Cat McLeod, McLeod. That's right. You pronounce every value in vowel individually. Yeah, it's uh, the kid. The, the guy's name was Loud, um, and sadly enough, it means the ugly one. Uh, so literally, I am the family of the ugly one. Yeah, they never Sun covered that in the movie. No, no, no. And there's there's not just one of us. There's thousands of us. It's, it's Despite very... his long, flowing hair, his name is not Nicklaut. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I met Kat at um, AIM oh, Expo cool. when I was wandering around in a little, kind of a lost daze. He drags me over and he's like, hi, you look like media. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that why his email said, I have your card. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the, it was the, during the first media day and stuff, and there, there, you know, there's not a whole lot of people on the floor, so he was just like, I'm bored, entertain me! <laughs> Dance, monkey! Now make me feel like I'm getting something done, you know? It, it, the first few days can be a little bit empty, uh, so I, you know, eager to get the job done. Let's and, pay and my the, money, let's do it. The big takeaway I got from, uh, talking to you was that you are a motorcycle touring company that combines your tours with track days. Yes. Uh, that's we do sport touring in Northern California, and that's a, kind of a separate product. Uh, and then we do international tours with track time. Oh, <laughs> ride, ride, ride! Now ride really fast. But I was riding fast on the road, not fast enough. Exactly. For track day junkies, this is an opportunity to ride a course you would normally only see on MotoGP or or play on your Xbox and. You know, this is if you're never going to be sponsored by a big team or you're not going to make it to first tier MotoGP, then then this is your chance to ride Phillip Island, Zoxenring, Magello, and we bring on a fresh track every year. So there's always something new coming on board. Okay, so what do you do on the North California side? Um, I moved to Northern California for the very specific reason that it had the best roads to ride in the United States, and that is a happy argument I'm I'm willing to have with anyone. Uh, even though I do the Italian Alps and ridden across Spain and Australia, the Northern California for a week's worth of riding time, you got river runs, mountain runs, of course the California coast, riding through the redwoods, California wine country, and a whole lot of roads that the vast majority of tour operators uh, overlook. There's more to California than Highway 1. Uh, and so we offer tours to large groups, custom tours, and even individual tours where we offer it as a self-guided tour where everything's packed into the GPS. The routes, the gas stations, the recommended lunch stops, your hotels are booked. All you have to do is just show up and ride. You don't have to ride with a group if you don't want to. So that, that answers the question I was going to ask right off the bat. I mean, in terms of a self-guided ride, I mean, I I know how a map works. Yes. On the whole. <laughs> so so doing the self-guided tour is really about, it's not 
it's not so much about, you know, go off and ride and we'll give you the general direction. It's we will give you a wealth of information to go make your own ride in this area with. That's what I'm mm-hmm. So you guys make the, the hotel accommodations. Do you, is, is food also included the cost or is it you guys are like, here, here's a list of places that you should really go eat? Yeah, here's I give the list of recommendations. Okay. Uh, food is a personal thing. Food in Northern California can be very good. Um, there's also places in Northern California where I say you better get food here, otherwise you're going to be disappointed. Uh, so there's a couple of spots, particularly as you head further east and and north, where things can thin out a little bit. Hmm. Uh, but food is generally not included because some people don't eat breakfast. And some people do. Um, I have recommended breakfast uh, spots in many cases outside the hotel because I'm thinking, you know, I want people to have a good breakfast, not just the the standard hotel breakfast in the morning. Yeah. Plus, you know, you get you get an hour under your wheels and then have breakfast networks. Yes. Yeah, uh, we do that in a couple places. How about camping? Camping. uh, Generally, don't do camping. Uh, there are camping facilities available in the Sierra, but they get booked up so quickly. Mm. Uh, it's and that's a whole other that's a whole other world. And plus, you got to pack your camping gear with you, and you don't necessarily want to bring your camping gear on a plane. Mm. And then well, I don't see why not. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've got this gallon of white gas. What could go wrong? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So generally, no. It's it's three and four star hotels. I mean, you're going to be glad you left home. There's you know nothing nothing nasty, and, and this is safe stuff. So that, you know the girlfriend or wife is happy to come along and and you know enjoy a lovely night by the side of the sea. You know, it's it, it's it's a nice trip. Mm-hmm. So who are your primary customers for like the Northern California? I mean, I'm assuming it's not people from Utah who can get there in a day. It sounds like it's people from far off who no, are aware actually, that California exists. Not at all. We, we get a lot of folks in the United States and in mm-hmm. and, and Utah or Canada, uh, Brazilians, uh, folks from Asia, the East Coast, had two good customers from New Jersey. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a toss-up. A lot of them are, the, are United States-based. We get a lot of that business for people who's like, ah, I don't have the, the cash or the time or the – or sometimes it's the bravery, and I, I, I don't quite understand that, to, to head across overseas. Um, but they want to ride some really good roads. Okay, well, here's your, here's your option. Northern California is a good spot to go. I haven't just seen Fox News. The rest of the world is dangerous. Yeah, jeez. They're going to get yeah. you. I, 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 Fox News is, is just similarly laughed at um, overseas. It's, it really is. <laughs> So how, how old is your company? Uh, I've been doing this for about four years, but we've been hitting the gas marketing-wise the last two, particularly on the track and tour and international destinations. I've been riding all over the world for you know, decades, and I'm experienced in the travel industry and in the motorcycle industry, so I want to do something I know and something I love. Okay, so how, how did last year go for you guys? Uh, <laughs> last, year was, uh, last year was the best year of my life, uh, and, and, and that's a... That's, uh, Two chicks at the same time? Uh, that was the year before. I got to ride uh, four MotoGP tracks in one year. I mean, that's uh, – I worked my ass off, uh, and we, we put together a lot of uh, you know a lot of brochures and attended a lot of shows. It was a lot of hard work. But when I think of all the places I went to and the stuff I've uh, been to, it, it, was, it was a freaking awesome year, and I'm hoping to top it this year. So how, many, how many tours do you do in a year? Um, generally anywhere from 
five to six trying to, you know, trying to get some more on board. We get a lot of custom tours for the Northern California stuff. Uh, and then I'll have like three, three or four international tours that we have for the year. So now, of course, it sounds really great. You know, it's awesome. I've got a business. I'm going to get to ride all the time. But so far, <laughs> every single person with a motorcycle business we've talked to has said, yes, it's really awesome when you're out doing the riding. And then. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've told other folks, uh, people think I'm this international man of mystery, constantly bouncing between airports and riding all these fabulous roads and you know, riding on these racetracks and meeting all these fabulous people. And that's about 15% of the time. And <laughs> it, it, those are great moments. Absolutely great moments. It's the the number one reason why I did this is I've been in the industry. I've been on industry rides where they take you where local riders go and it's very authentic and you have good food and camaraderie. It's it's not it doesn't feel like a prepackaged tour that's all fake. Mm -hmm. And that's really what I wanted to create with Layout Escapes. And so I wanted to make sure that I do get a chance to ride. So, uh, yeah, 15% of the time I, I do have some awesome experiences, but it does take a lot of work. But I, I could be working in another portion of the industry where I get no riding time whatsoever. So, so, so run, running a tour business then, I mean, what, what are the difficulties you hit? Because it, it can't be just, hey, let's show up here and ride. <laughs> well, we, you know, most people don't want to know about the difficulties, but it's it's like it's like, do you really want to know how the sausage is made? Yes, yes, I do. Show me your sausage. Okay, okay. The the, the sausage grinder, the, the 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 big chips in the sausage grinder are always finding uh, suitable track bikes to do track time on, getting track dates in time to promote a tour enough that you can fill it. Uh, and filling a tour is always uh, mm -hmm. the, always harder than actually running a tour, uh, at least for me. Running a motorcycle tour isn't that difficult because on the whole, let's face it, most motorcycle people are pretty cool. Uh, we're, we're, a good, we're a good lot of folks. And someone who's willing to hop on board for an international tour, eh, chances are they're 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 pretty you know laid back and brave and they're not going to freak out. And if they're – if you're worried about going at high speed into a high speed turn, then you're probably not going to be intimidated by you know a menu. You know, it's motorcycle people are brave. We're adventurous people, so international travel and and being in a country that is not your own language, this shouldn't intimidate you. So there's some some pretty cool folks that show up. Uh, in terms of, I mean, yeah, we have the occasional trouble here and there but for the most part the customers rarely are any of the problem it's really about suppliers and marketing that is is the largest problem how large is one of your international tours uh international tours will run anywhere from five to 12 people okay. a maximum i've ever said is 15 for some tours um i would have to bring on a third guide as i generally want to have one 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 personnel for every five riders, especially if we're in an uh, in an area where we need a translator. If you have ten people and only one translator, you, you're you're running short. <laughs> you, you're going to have to, especially especially Thailand, Thailand Thailand. You're going to get in trouble real quick because you can't even sort things out by looking at letters because the, the letters don't jive. There. <laughs> what does that sign say? I have no idea. <laughs> exactly. What street? Do, what street do you want? You can't even pronounce it. There's, it's, it's, it's hopeless. But I mean, that said, uh, Thailand is absolutely wonderful. It's a great escape from from the regular world and has the best food of any of our tours. Absolutely love the Thai tour for food. Really? Oh, 
Oh, you don't no, you don't eat at the hotel. Okay. You just you step out into the street and you go to the street vendors. Street meat all day every day. Oh, usually dude. that means something else in Thailand. <laughs> well, yes, there is a lot more to Thailand than than just ladyboys and prostitution. You take uh, that back. You take that back right now. <laughs> but that said, uh, for for those unfamiliar with it, the the sheer scale of uh of the business will 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 still shock you um, it, it, they have a very different attitude uh about it over there it's like it, it's like it's a more involved massage it's they're like okay yeah it's it's just business this is what we do so when you when you got your tour groups going and you got you know say five to ten people um <laughs> like like so you know some people are picky about who they ride with you know sometimes it clashes sometimes it doesn't he's, he's talking about me. I wasn't going to say names. <laughs> I wasn't going to. I have lots of people I ride with. There's you and Claire and Charlie and uh, Heather, Heather, yeah, and and Paula and Missy and Dad. <sighs> I'm sure there's somebody else. I don't know. You've you've, you've run out of fingers. Yeah. yeah. So okay, Todd's a little picky. <laughs> what happens if he's on a tour and and it's just it's not clicking the riding styles because you know some people. What it you know it comes down to like sort of a legitimate concern is I don't trust other riders. I've got that problem too. I don't trust other riders necessarily in the group, especially if I've just met them. Yeah, um, uh, it, it tends to sort itself out pretty quickly. Fistfights um, happen. Yeah, <laughs> two men awesome. enter, one man leaves. I've actually been to the Thunderdome. They do have a Thunderdome. It's at Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> I got my ass kicked by an army ranger in the Thunderdome. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, it, most of the time, uh, it, it, there's it's not a question of riding skill. Fast guys are usually up front, and you know people who want to go a little slower, a little bit back. There's a sweep rider that sort of keeps everyone together. Occasionally, uh, we might have to split up into two groups if we're on really curvy roads, like the Italian Alps could necessitate splitting the group into two groups because it's impossible as a lead rider to keep track of anything more than five bikes behind you because there's just too many curves. There's no way you can tell if is everyone with us. You, you, you don't know. So that, that may necessitate splitting people up into, into two groups. Um, we did, we've had a couple of times where one guy was like overly aggressive and didn't have the skills to, to, to match his his ability, you know, his, his machismo. We had to dial him back and, you know, have a little talk with him, but that's an extreme rarity. Most of the time, motorcyclists get along with each other very well. It's everyone. We have pro guys show up, you know, top racing guys who just put my ass to shame and can, are, there's no way I could keep up with them. Um, so that's what the, the guide up front does. Northern California. I haven't had any, any of those problems really. She touched this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you just hate people. <laughs> I'm just a misanthrope. <laughs> okay, so go back to what you were saying before. The Italian Alps. Yeah. What do you compare it to in Northern California? Nothing. Nothing. So, okay, so. Well, it's, here's, here's the best thing to, to compare it to Northern California. Uh, Yosemite has this rock formation called Half Dome, which you'll oh, see yeah. in lots of postcards yeah, yeah. and whatnot. In the Italian Alps, every fucking village has its own Half Dome. There's a big giant granite, you know, thing poking out of the into the sky. It's massive and huge, and you're on this teeny little village that's cute and adorable, and everyone's flower boxes are full, and the place is unbelievable when it comes to vistas. Mm-hmm. 
we stay in one place for four nights and we just do day loops out of it. And honestly, it, I could lead the tour. It's really hard to go wrong in the Italian Alps because there's just curves this way, curves that way. You can ride seven mountain passes in one day. But our guide, Norbert, he can reroute a tour in the middle of the day based upon changing weather conditions. He'll look and say, oh, this is approaching here. We're going to take this path so we can avoid the mist on that side. And then we're going to root around and take you know, this path back. And then, oh, I know there's a good restaurant over here. It's just He just adds that one, one higher level of expertise that really, really makes everyone's day enjoyable. Uh, the, the riding is stupendous. The roads are, in some cases, uh, ridiculous. You wonder how on earth the budget is being put into maintain this tiny little road with this racetrack-like pavement up high in the mountains where nobody is at. You know somebody is gleefully writing down the budget for this road because they're motorcyclists themselves and they want to keep that puppy paved. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Uh, and other stuff is you know other stuff's pretty nasty and you're you're looking at 2000 feet off to your left and and nothing but a little boulder to supposedly keep you from flying off into oblivion. Um, but that's what makes the views stupendous. It's uh, What's the unreal. traffic density like there? Um, traffic density isn't too bad, um, particularly on the mountain passes, because most of the time you're dealing with other motorcycle riders. Mm. The vast majority of the populace are, ri- are driving their cars in the valleys, uh, and it's really only the motorcycle riders and the, the travel business, tourism business that's going up over the mountains. It really depends on when you go. Uh, we tend to run our tour later in the season, so there's not quite as many people there. Uh, so it hasn't, it's not quite as bad. Just about everybody in Europe, they leave work in June. It's kind of, it's kind of useless in certain parts of Europe. Uh, other parts of Europe, it's July. Uh, we're, we're heading there in August. So we, we kind of miss both of those high seasons. And we hit the Italian Alps uh, when it's pretty untouristed. Uh, and there's lots of availability at hotels and at restaurants. And really, the traffic's not as bad as you might think. Although, that said, I'd say the Spain... Spain will beat it in terms of traffic. Spain is the country where nobody goes anyplace. Everyone just goes by high-speed train back and forth between the cities. <laughs> the rest of the country is just empty. So what made me think of is that story that came out uh, either last week or earlier this week where a guy had uh, videoed someone dumping motor oil oh, on yeah. the road after seeing <clears throat> motorcyclists take this at, mm-hmm. take corners at speed. So I was just kind of wondering if, if there's any kind of animosity toward riders or anything no i mean they're they they sort of put up with it because it's a wind it's a it's generally a ski area and the motorcyclists are their summer business Mm -hmm. and they know that's where their meal ticket is and yeah people do stupid stuff and they crash all the time up there this is europe's playground the italian Mm -hmm. alps and the swiss alps this is where european riders from the south from the north from the east they all come here to ride it's the ultimate Uh, and so they're used to this as just a a necessary part of it you slow down in the cities you know Mm -hmm. the little villages you maintain the speed limit you go slow you be polite you wave to the locals, but once you know, once it's time for the mountain pass, um, don't be a it's jackass time- in the village. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's time to rock on. You pass those cars, you know, no problem. They'll wave you past. Oh, okay, cool. Usually, it's it's the uh, it's it's the other visiting tourists who are gawking out their windows and don't realize that there's a pack of five angry motorcyclists behind them saying, <laughs> you know, hey, you're raining on our parade. Get the fuck over. <laughs> <here."> <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's again, European drivers are most of them were motorcycle and scooter riders. They're they're much more considerate um, than your average uh, I don't know, domestic driver. Okay, so you're going to Thailand. You're going to to Europe. Where where else are you guys going? Australia. Oh, yeah, down under. Do, where do you guys ride there? Uh, we ride from Sydney to Melbourne uh, through a, a bunch of mountain ranges, lots of gum tree forests, uh, and then do two days track time on Phillip Island. Todd and I are just looking at each other blankly. There's a there's a track there. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, I know. Everybody knows it for those silly little penguins. Uh, but uh, there actually is a motorcycle racing track there. I think Australia. I just think of things that are trying to kill me. Um, surprisingly, we did not encounter any of those. I uh, didn't see a single uh, redback spider. I uh, didn't see a single snake. Uh, I did have to dodge a wallaby. Did you guys stay along the coast, going, or did you go in inland? Uh, we hit the coast uh, for the first day, and then we head inland up into the mountains. Uh, okay. called, uh, for supreme originality, the Australians refer to them as the Snowy Mountains. Uh-huh. Uh, right, uh, but through big forests and lots of curvy roads and not too many people up there. Uh, did have to – I had to dodge a dead wombat. <laughs> and it, you, you Google wombat, and you, you'll understand this thing is about three, four and a half you know, feet well, long and it's big, round, hairy, and packed full of muscle and claws. It's just this nasty thing, and I'm very glad it was dead because it really looked like something you wouldn't want to fuck with. <laughs> and I'm very glad I missed it because even even in its dead state, the thing the thing you know Moved. weighed about a good 120 pounds, and it was just this carcass in the middle of the road. Yeah, it's still you moving, all- still coming at you. <laughs> oh, jeez. You see all sorts of fun, you know, beware signs up there. Uh, of course, you you were expecting the kangaroo signs, you know, beware kangaroos. But uh, uh, echidnas, mm-hmm. beware tire damage. Because <laughs> if you run over a uh, run over an echidna, uh, it will shred your tires. What is an echidna? <laughs> Think of like um, a porcupine. It's, it's smaller, yeah, it's but like a porcupine, except oh, okay. those 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 spines look you know look like tire spikes. Okay. Yeah, imagine a porcupine, but with nails and half as big. Uh, I did pass a platypus sign. Beware. Beware platypus. platypus. Poisonous. Yeah. Very venomous. Hmm. Yes, yes. The, the, the evil uh, evil platypus. But uh, ultimately, the, the, the big plus of that tour uh, had to be Phillip Island. It's the absolute best racetrack I've ever ridden. Just, just blissfully wonderful. So if you guys get track bikes that are specific just to go up for, for racing, and then you have uh, – tour bikes also so if you're going on one of these you have a chance to ride two bikes yes oh, nice. um, we have we have we have done a couple of tours where we've we've had the same bikes for both the, uh, for the tour and the track uh and they were generally you know sport bikes or you know pretty high powered naked bikes uh and we're moving definitely moving more towards having all of them be track bikes for the track mm-hmm. and touring bikes for the tour especially for the Swiss Alps cuz you'd think that you know running around in a BMW S1000 or R would be fun in the Swiss Alps but after 70 miles or so you're wanting to be on something smaller lighter uh easier to flick around mm-hmm. so best bike for touring uh it depends on where you are uh it's it's the the right tool for the job in the in the Alps, I I look at uh, some of your I don't know KTM six ninety would be just ripping fun or, or the Hyper Motard, uh, the F eight hundred R works good in the Alps. Uh, I have seen G BMW GSs kick sport bikes ass 
all over in the Alps because they're you know height nimble is crazy stuff. Uh, in Thailand, we use Kawasaki ER6N. They're a little parallel twin oh, six yeah. feet. Mm-hmm. That's that's all you need. Uh, weaving in and out of traffic just to get out of town. That's a big and, fancy bike in Thailand. <laughs> yeah. You'd be a baller. Yeah. Oh, you you are you're you're bombing. You're, you're passing everybody. Uh, and once you get out on the open road, it doesn't matter. Because the nice thing is, you you just go through military checkpoints, and they're just they're just looking for for drug traffickers, of which is pretty much all left. They're just bored military guys looking for a free beer, but they don't they don't really do speeding tickets up, up there in the hill country. So it's pretty much rock on. Uh, <laughs> That said, if you crash, there's not a whole lot of services to help you out. So. <laughs> Can you fix this? <laughs> no. Nope. So, so you, 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 you got to protect, protect your own safety. And you do have to be aware that occasionally you'll come around a turn and it'll be like a herd of cattle there and, and some guy you know, moving it along. And I'm not talking those good-looking, you know, beef lot cattle. I'm talking those, like, really scrawny, emaciated-looking suckers. <laughs> yeah. You could plow through that. <laughs> yeah, you probably pay for it too. Uh, the, uh, the the exchange rate really affects so many things while you're in Thailand. What is the exchange rate like in Thailand? Oh, geez, it it's this weird mathematical formula, and it's changing all the time. But suffice to say, you can feed yourself extremely well for two bucks. Okay. Right. okay. I mean, you know, you're doing fine. Um, Lots of you know hotels are hotel. I can I'm staying at a, a four star hotel in the middle of the touristy section where they're jacking up the price, and I'm still only paying like sixty bucks a night. Hmm. Yeah, nice. nice place. Yeah. It, yeah, things you know that's where people go there for to get medical work done. You know, like get dentistry done, and it's just because things are cheaper there. Personal labor uh, is much cheaper. So, like incredible artwork that's very detail oriented can be purchased for ridiculously low amounts of money. Hmm. Yeah, I hear it's also the capital of the world for transgender surgery. Could be. Um, don't lie, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's good. It could be. I mean, I, I've, I've obviously I've seen plenty of lady boys. It doesn't bother me. Uh, I, I, I can't tell you with experience though. We, uh, this was, I think, this was after the tour was being run, and I was down in Bangkok, and we're out with a bunch of guys, and one was one of them was visiting. And this is the standard Bangkok tour. There's so much tale. There's so much more to Thailand than just than just lady boys. But I mean, you have to tell the one lady boy story. Uh, so I'm in a bar called the Cockatoo. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm looking at the bar name as I'm walking. I'm like, ah, subtle. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> right. And Somewhere I have to else. hand it. To, I have to hand it to the lady boys. They were absolutely the best dancers I saw all night. Just I'm like, okay, you're rocking it. Damn. <laughs> um, so you know, one of our party is obviously a little bit more liquored up than the rest, and 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 the the lady boys are 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 looking to you know get their game on for the evening and trying to do a little business. So one of them's you know cuddling up to him, and eventually uh, one of the guys of our party leans over and goes, you. You, you you do know that's a dude, right? And the guy looks over without missing a beat. He goes, but she's so beautiful. <laughs> and, we're, and we're like, okay, guys, that's our cue. We're going to leave. We're going to leave Tom here. <laughs> he's going to have a good time and not tell us about it in the morning. Have a good night. And we're like, hey, whatever, whatever makes you happy. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Not my position to judge. So long as you ain't hurting anybody. Mm-hmm. Good night. 
<laughs> you just get them to the hotels each day, settle them in, make sure they've eaten and whatever they do in the evening, and knock yourself out. Do, do head counts in the morning. <laughs> we we end the tour at Bangkok for a reason. <laughs> um, it is it is possible for some people to 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 lose their self control, but I mean, and and there is such a thing as Bangkok has them now, and I have met these people. Um, they're, they're expats who are working a job that only requires them to actually do maybe 15 hours of work for the entire week, and the rest of the time, they party. And you know, some of these guys aren't necessarily very attractive, and they can't go home. Where are they going to go? You think they're going to go back to Cleveland and catch this much action? Uh-uh. They're staying in Thailand. That's where their friends are. That's where they're having a good time. Bangkok has them now. They ain't leaving. Todd, I've found my calling. <laughs> <laughs> I have to leave now. I heard that happens in California sometimes. It, it, yeah. yeah. I hadn't heard that. Well, maybe Tijuana. <laughs> oh, God. I used to live down there. Really? Where? In Tijuana? No, I, li- I worked on Otay Mesa. Dude, I'm yeah. from Chula Vista. <laughs> yeah, I lived in Chulawana for a while as well. <laughs> I was born and raised there, man. <laughs> I worked for a, uh, I worked as the marketing manager for Bike Bandit for a while. Nice. Bike Bandit. Do you need some obscure part? Yes, we have it. <laughs> really? Yep. You bet. No, and 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 to their credit, that is really what they're the best they at. Are, OEM parts, no one can touch. Amazing. Them. <laughs> you go to those junkyards in uh, in Otai. Those those are interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to ride uh, my Husseberg, uh from 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 Chula Vista down to Otay Mesa, uh, you know, through the dirt. And I kept, you know, I'm there for a couple of months trying to figure out why are all these bags, these plastic bags, lying in the middle of the the, the countryside. And I didn't figure it out till I was actually there for a good three months. Those bags are filled full of water and people's belongings or extra clothes. Those are the bags that get dropped as illegal immigrants are running away from the border patrol. So there's these bags just littering the the region. It's kind of sad. Yeah, there, there was more than a few nights growing up where I would look out my bedroom window and there'd be people walking through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. On their way. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, it's, it's, it's yeah, and you've been at the Home Depot there at Chula Vista. Uh, I worked at the Home Depot there in Chula Vista. <laughs> there's, there's no shortage of day labor there, and and the border, the border patrol is is not more than two miles away. It's like, guys, yeah, yeah. there's fifty dudes you can pick up right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think they once they get outside that range, they're like, ah, okay, that's somebody else's problem now. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd rather that. 50 guilty men get away, then chase after them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if they just show up, they're going to run and, you know, cause a scene. Well, and, those shacks and cars are air-conditioned. You thing. know, when they come, and as soon as they leave, they'll just come right back. It's like that, what was it, a few years back when they used to do the en masse runs through the border gate. What? Uh, yeah, yeah it, it just, it was a thing for a little while. It was just... A hundred people would rush the border. The, yeah, flash mob at the Tijuana Gate. Exactly, and they just run through and scatter and mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. 
But anyway, um, no, do you guys have any questions about motorcycles? No, I miss TJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I don't. I had to try to get through there as fast as possible. Uh-oh. Anytime I'm at so. So are you guys going to any place new in, in, in the coming year? Yeah, uh, the new tour for the year is uh, Italy. Uh, we're doing Rome to Rome, uh, going through Tuscany, staying just outside of Siena, going up over the mountains, doing a factory tour at uh, the Ducati plant, and then heading down to Magello to be a guest of Ducati for a day and get track time on Panigales. This appears to appeal to Todd's interest. Well, I heard, I heard Tuscany, and I was like, ooh, if there was a place I wanted to go, that's – although I, I don't think I can afford another trip to wine country right now. <laughs> the last, well, the last trip we're not stopping at a lot of wineries. You know, it's it's all about the roads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure plenty of wine will be consumed in the evening, but for the most part, we're we're going to try to keep folks busy by by entertaining them with good views and good roads. Mm-hmm. That's that's what Enrico has been told. That's what we want. So, how long does that tour run? Uh, that will run from the 12th to the 19th. Okay. Uh, we'll get back from Magello, stay in Oreveto, and then do the road of a thousand curves back into Rome. And how much does that cost? Uh, that comes out, the lowest price on that one will come out just under $5,000. Mm. And the, that bike on that one would probably be like a BMW F800R, which for the, the stuff we're going on is actually, I think, a pretty good machine. It's a go-to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good little scoot. Um, but for a ride that you would want to bring a date on, <laughs> okay, come on. We're, we're riding across the backdrop of a romance novel. This is, this is pretty sweet stuff. <laughs> And in fact, during one part of the day, Cat will find that his shirt buttons just won't stay together. <laughs> Hello, ladies. He's already, he's already got the hair. Right. I, I, there was a picture of me next to Fabio, and we look nothing alike. Nothing alike. Well, the dude's almost 60 now. And he is a huge MotoGP fan. Well, he is big. <laughs> Yeah, so we're looking forward to doing that. Uh, we've got uh, Greg Drevenstead from Rider Magazine coming out to do that tour with us. Uh, we've got an extra photographer along, and we have three spots left on that tour. Uh, they have to be booked up by the end of this month because Ducati Rider Experience wants full rider histories and everything, so they know who to pair you with and what bike to put you on and all that type of stuff. If you're a beginning rider who's never done track time, you're going to get you know relegated to the parking lot and the monster and maybe a few laps of, of the track. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a if you're a serious track track rider, then you're getting five full sessions, probably chasing uh, one of Ducati's test riders. Or you, you never know who's going to show up at a Ducati rider experience. Ducati likes to throw some surprises out there, but guaranteed there'll be one at least one person that you'll want to sign your leathers uh, while you're there. Dude, so I, I, I'll show up and they'll have that machine that you put quarters in. <laughs> okay, here you go, Chuck. Get on. <laughs> It's kind of fast. <laughs> Adjust your body position. All right, lean into oh, it. Lean into God it. <laughs> so that, that's, that's actually interesting because when when I hear track days, I think of like the 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 shoestring track days. A lot of people do here. When when you go to these MotoGP tracks, this isn't like the shoestring track day of like here's a bike. Um, try not to die. Okay. Try to get as many laps as you can. And mm-hmm. Good luck. Yeah, the probably the most the biggest shocker was was uh, we tested out Spain in 2014 just to see how how Spain as a destination would work and how to do track time there because Spain is obvious there's more great racetracks in Spain than any other country in the world 
it's because Dorna is based in Barcelona. You know, it's it's the Spanish are nuts for motorcycle racing. Only the Valencia circuit could be built in Spain. It wouldn't work anywhere else. It's a big giant super stadium that has a motorcycle racetrack in the center of it. Only the Spaniards would need something like this. <laughs> uh, but when you go to a track day in Spain, it, it looks like World Superbike Testing is in town. And these huge, giant race rigs pull up from France, Belgium, Sweden, Germany. Of course, a whole bunch of Spanish racing contingent. And these guys are serious. So the, uh, the, the top-tier riders, you know, the Red Group, <laughs> Red, Red Group's packed full of riders and packed full of some pretty serious people. Uh, it's it's not just like a regular track day. It's, the Spaniards are pretty serious about their motorcycle racing. Well, so if anyone's interested in your tours, then um, they should check out your website. Is that the mm-hmm. best place to go? Uh, generally, yeah. Layout escapes. Uh, people are willing to call the eight hundred number as well, uh, especially if they want to make a deposit. <laughs> we can do things. We'll just do quick things quickly over the phone. Sometimes uh, things get really boring and tedious on the website. Uh, especially in these upcoming uh, upcoming weeks, as we're trying to fill those last few slots on the Magello tour. But uh, the, really, the the things that we're wondering about, because we try to bring on a new tour uh, every year. So for 2016, we have some interesting possibilities, and we really want to try to put it out there into the public and say, "Hey, what do you want?" Do you want South England and track time at Donington? Uh, do you want a tour of Portugal with uh, track time at Portimao? How about going from Madrid across the Pyrenees and then down to do uh, a track time at Aragon? Uh, we're trying to line things up for the new Chang circuit uh, in Thailand so we can uh, actually ride on a, a brand new world superbike course in Thailand. Yeah, the the possibilities are out there. It's what what is what get people excited? What do people want? Mm-hmm. So yeah. real quick then for for this year, where are you going? You besides this Italy. year this year uh we're doing Italy, Mugello, uh Zoxenring in the Italian Alps. Uh, that'll happen in August. Uh, we're trying to get track dates for Thailand, where we do a tour of the Golden Triangle up north, and then we head down south to do track time either at Bira Circuit or at Chang Circuit. We're trying hard to get bikes and dates for Chang Circuit, because Thailand is really a special place to do track time. Uh, it's cheaper, and there's a lot less people, so when you show up at a track day in Thailand, you uh, a lot of times, your session is over when you're tired. Hmm. Uh, it's 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 a pretty lax lax situation. Uh, and finally, rounding it off, we already have dates for the Australian tour and doing Phillip Island again. Nice. Where do you want to go? I would like to do the Madrid to Barcelona run, going across the top of the Pyrenees and then dropping down and doing track time at Aragon. Um, logistically, bike-wise, and riding-wise, uh, that's that's the most attractive to me. Um, but uh, I I don't know. Some people, you know, p- people may go, you know, nuts for Donington and and riding with Leon Haslam. You know, that that may be a big deal. So, all righty then. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show, uh, everyone. Go check out the website Layout Escapes. We'll have a link in our show notes. And, uh, yeah, man, thanks. It's been a pleasure. Hey, not a problem. Happy to talk to you guys anytime. Okay. Tours. We posted this on our, our, our Facebook page, mm. the idea, because he, he 
he approached us and was like, hey, you know, what do you think about doing a Wheel Nerds themed, themed tour? Like this North Carolina. Why do I keep saying Carolina? I fucked if I know. I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> this North California tour and, you know, have the Wheel Nerds along and be this Wheel Nerd guided or Wheel Nerd accompanied tour. <laughs> wheel Nerds hiding from you tour. <laughs> 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 Each day you have to find one of the wheel nerds. <laughs> Just look for the column of smoke coming from Chuck's Buell. <laughs> Curses, you caught me again. <laughs> I would have got away from it too. If it wasn't for this bike that exploded. Again. <laughs> uh, but my big thing is just, uh, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing, the thing I keep getting to every single time I keep getting back to is the, the, I have a hard time paying somebody to go on a tour somewhere. I mean, I guess for a bike rental and like a guided tour thing, mm. it's that guided part that keeps, I keep, I keep sticking in my craws, the notion of a guided tour. And I think that's actually the problem. And that's why I'm having such a hard time getting psyched about the idea mm-hmm. is because think about how this travel goes. This is staying in really freaking fancy hotels. Yeah. These nice nice hotels. Nice places. (laughs) It's staying in nice places. It's being in a particular place each night. It's having, you know, an itinerary of like, here are the things you can do. And even the self-guided has, you know, a little bit of that. You gotta, gotta eat these restaurants, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not quite antithetical to how we travel, but it is darn close. You know, it could be is it's, we're, we're in the wrong age demographic. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't think age demographic is the thing. I think it's travel style demographic yeah. is what it is. Because I know out there, there are people who think this kind of thing is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, cruise ships are still here. Cruise ships are big business. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people who want, they say, I want, I'm going to pay you to, I, I want fun and I want this kind of fun. Make it happen for me. Go. Yeah. Get to work. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of this experience. Now, I mean, do you think being national versus international make a difference to you? Well, the international one is why, why I'm getting this idea, too, because international, I don't know the place at all. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't know my like from a hole in the ground. A guide would suddenly be kind of attractive. Mm-hmm. The funny thing I find is when I go international and have a guide, it's cool for about an hour and I'm annoyed mm-hmm. most of the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, in that case, if it's somewhere totally alien, it starts to kind of make sense. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's still that, you know, the minute I'm like, eh. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's just, it, it seems like a, a lot of money to me just f- for that. I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think I, and I think even the money thing goes back to the how you're used to traveling. Yeah. I mean, if we spend a hundred bucks in a day, it's, that's about 70 bucks in gas and 30 bucks in like random food and crap. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. Unless we get one of those fancy campsites with a toilet. <laughs> but they might have a shower, Todd. Then what would you do? I don't know. I'd be fine. <laughs> just sort of uncomfortable feeling. <laughs> I got like that. Todd, don't you think you should go shower. buy the shower? Showering feels like work. <laughs> you know? Todd walks into a stream, walks out two minutes later, done. <laughs> eh. There's a lot of dead fish in that stream now. <laughs> How did that happen? Eh. Why is it yellow? 
<laughs> Did that bear just die? <laughs> <laughs> we better go. Let's roll. <laughs> how, how does the idea of, of, of a wheel nerds tour grab you? Mm, I don't know. No. On the one hand, I think it's kind of cool because I like the idea of a wheel nerds anything. Because mm-hmm. it means we, it feels like we've arrived. On the other hand, I'm like, there's a tiny part of me that make, it thinks it feels a little like work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, well, I mean, I guess that would be one argument in, in favor of, of, of the, uh, of, um, Leo, Leod? Mm-hmm. Leod or Leod? Leod. Okay, that would be one argument in favor of Leod. Because mm-hmm. um, if they're paying them, we're not responsible for shit. <laughs> Later, chubs! <laughs> we're, just, we're just there. <laughs> <laughs> and Todd and Chuck will be there. No, I'm sleepy. What's up? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Where's Todd? He's out in the stream. Uh. <laughs> Where's Chuck? Uh. <laughs> aren't, aren't you guys going to talk? Uh. <laughs> Sounds like work. <laughs> yeah, hi everybody. <laughs> what they don't realize is our entire trip on an average one, all we do is grunt the entire time. <laughs> is food ready? Yeah. <laughs> That's <dinner>. Beans. <laughs> Rough rice thing I made. Rice. <laughs> That's what we had all yesterday. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we would be the worst tour ever. <laughs> what are you having? Rice. What's in it? Stuff. <laughs> Shut up and eat it. Maybe they're selling it stand back there. I, I could really use a bathroom with a flush toilet. Bet you could. There we go. Mornings would be the worst because you, you wake up early and you're like, all right. Spring, let's go. Yeah. And I'm like, Chuck, everyone's packed, ready to go. <laughs> Why is he waving a finger out the tent? <laughs> yeah, the perver- it's one of the perverse things about me on trips is is at home, I will cheerfully sleep until 8. Really? In a tent, like 6 a.m., sun comes up. I'm like, boing, tent, 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 pack, 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 let's go. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just am. Yeah, when we're on trips, you're tying my tent to your motorcycle. Just drag me about two miles down the road before I roll out. I've had time. I've had time to pack, make breakfast, do ten laps around the campground, fifty push-ups. You've had time, I think, to go sightsee before I've gotten out (laughs) and and packed and shit. I I am a leisurely person. I would not do well for people on a timetable. Mm-hmm. Chuck, we're supposed to be here by 10 The wilderness tour, or as we like to call it. Yeah. <laughs> now give us your money. <laughs> well, you know, if, I, I think if people, if there are enough people sufficiently interested in it, I would think about think about it because I think it would be neat to try. Quite honestly, because I never have done it. All I have is expectations about it. I don't actually have any, you know, firsthand knowledge of what such a thing would be like. Mm-hmm. It- him talking about the route and stuff made, made me uh, very curious because mm-hmm. I've never ridden in that part of California. And, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up there. I've driven through the Redwoods. I've gone up the one. Mm-hmm. But what the areas he's talking about and stuff, that sounds mm-hmm. like it'd be kind of fun. Yeah. You know. 
It'd be kind of neat. We'd have to like make everyone sign this thing. It's like the wheel nerds are not responsible for the things thing. you do. <laughs> even <laughs> even if they dare you, it's not their fault. <laughs> for your enjoyment, listening to the wheel nerds should generally be considered a bad idea. Not responsible for your enjoyment and or safety. If you do anything they say, you probably haven't listened to the show. <laughs> Why are you on this tour anyway? <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> I don't know. We're going through like. Pot country. It's like a normal. It's like a normal tour with two particularly annoying people on it. I dare you to run into that field and start picking plants. <laughs> <laughs> the gunfire stars are like, we gotta go. Wait, what about me, guys? Third day of tour, be like, didn't we start with like twelve people? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, numbers. <laughs> Where's Todd? Brood wine country. Little <laughs> <laughs> thing catch up. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've been missing Todd for three days. <laughs> <laughs> Just see a fiery beast drum wheel rolling down the road. <laughs> Followed by 10 empty wine. He found us. <laughs> That's weird. I think that wine costs more than his beast drum. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, listeners, if, if you want a North, Northern California wheel nerds tour in some shape or form, cause it doesn't, you know, he sounds like he's just like, Hey, if you guys want to do it, I'll help facilitate it. Mm-hmm. If you guys just want to go out there and bomb on your own, I'll point you in directions. Go that way. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. That mean, that might be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we could work out like some half deal with him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, something, I don't know. Maybe we like offer to buy him drinks. <laughs> I think you probably just want to sell tours. Uh, He's thinking we're a draw for tours. We, I mean, you heard him. We're we're famous ish. Yeah, he hasn't listened to the show. <laughs> he, he he he. Look at all of our Facebook likes. We have several. We lost a ton. Mm-hmm. In the in the great Facebook purge, <laughs> we lost like fifty. Really. Yeah, Facebook did a purge earlier in the week of inactive accounts. Oh, really? We lost about 50 likes just like that. Wow. Yeah. Harsh. I feel unloved. You are unloved. You know, my daughter thinks I'm awesome, and I'm just going to go ahead and believe her. How old is she? She knows these things. How old is she? She's two, but she's very smart. You know, you're just on that declining hill before you get the... I know. I know. The lane. older my daughter gets, the less cool I get. I understand that 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 graph. You know, I'm on, I'm at an age point right now where my daughter texts me regularly every day to, mm-hmm. like, chat mm-hmm. like like a friend. It's cool. She actually wants to chat. It is. You know, she doesn't have a phone. She just has the, the wireless, mm-hmm. you know, Wi-Fi th- chat thing. But, yeah, she just, hey, are you busy? What are you doing? Look, here's pictures of my... Guinea pig. I'm waiting for the... Billy is so cool, and I have the biggest crush in the world on him. Send me a picture. <laughs> Where does Billy live? <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> then I'll just be like, Hello, boy. <laughs> I understand you draw someone certain fancy. How unfortunate for you. <laughs> Dad, there's a guy at the front door with a mask on talking funny. <laughs> that won't save you now. Everything has gone wrong for you today. 
Listener mail. Nelson writes. <coughs> oh, one more thing. Mm. I go to San Diego this weekend. Oh. Are you going to get the Buell? They don't sell Buells. They sell EBRs. Oh, excuse me. Yes. Yeah, so you're <laughs> going to get the EBR SX. I might. Cool. I'm strongly, strongly considering. So you're saying when I come back here for the next Millnerds episode, I should come on my bike so I have my gear. No. It'll be sitting in the garage. <laughs> Shut up. No. You don't get to write it back. You don't get to write it back. No, I was just going to leave your house with it and leave the strom here as collateral. <laughs> well, I ain't writing it back this weekend. Oh. It's, it, it, it would spend... Uh, so you're going to buy it and you're going to like look at pictures it. of it Yeah, there? Until I can like take a three-day weekend and, and bring it back. I, I am, I'm crushed under the weight of your lameness. I, I don't have time to bring it. I don't even have medical clearance to bring it back. <laughs> you don't get to ride it ever. <laughs> I'm totally riding it back. <laughs> Steal it from your garage there and put it in your garage here. Just to fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> My bureau's been stolen from California. What the... Todd? <laughs> yeah. Really? Uh, did you, you... You reported your bureau stolen? Yes. We have... <laughs> We saw it in your garage. No, you did. <sighs> I know who stole it. <laughs> Come dust it for fingerprints. I haven't touched it. Stole it and brought it back. The funny thing is, is when I ride a bike, I wear gloves. Funny thing is, when you show up at that garage to steal it and bring it back, there'll probably be about eight other people there with the same idea. So, rock, paper, scissors. Hmm. Everyone, look, the Hindenburg! <laughs> but uh, it's a quick trip to fly out there, do some mm-hmm. touristy stuff. Yep. Um, so if I do buy it, it'll, it'll sit in the garage for you know a couple weeks before I can bring it back. <sighs> Shut up! As much as I want to ride the thing, I think I would have to say that I do not want to ride it three miles across flat, three days across flat country. You wouldn't. <laughs> oh, so you let me ride it through the mountains, then I hand off to you before Vegas when it gets flat. You gotta break it in. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, yeah. My plan is, um, there's an EBR dealer in Reno and an EBR dealer in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So I have to have it ready for its first service before I get to that one of those towns. Oh, so you gotta make 600 or 1,000 miles or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. So that's why I want to take a little long weekend kind of thing. Farting along kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Cool. Notice in all those sentences, I said I, Mm -hmm. not you. And I I totally heard Todd help. I need someone to deliver my EVR. And not Claire. And not James. And not Mm -hmm. Chris. Mm -hmm. And not other Chris. Not that other guy, Chris, and not Steven, and not, um, who am I forgetting? I'm, I'm thinking Todd's delivery service uh, is available at reasonable rates for your EBR. And I think you're, you're gonna, you're gonna find, after I leave, you're gonna wish you'd taken advantage of it. <laughs> Why? Is that, is that the only way I'd get my bike back? <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> and you can't prove in court that I said anything of the sort. I'm recording this. Crap! <laughs> This is the show. We need listener mail. (laughs) Okay. Listener mail won't betray me. Listener mail would never betray me. Poor shadowing. 
Nelson writes, how are you, fellas? Oh, we're grand. I've been a loyal listener for a little over a year and a half now, and I must say, I really like your show. Yay! I like the dynamic you both bring to each episode, and I just finished listening to the latest one titled Without the Jokes. Mm -hmm. Here's the reason for my message. First of all, I've tried listening to The Pace, and after two episodes, I said to myself, eh, listening to those guys, it's very calming. Hmm. I'm sure their content is great and worth listening to. I just can't pay attention to what they're trying to say as they're rocking me gently to sleep each night. But those dulcet tones mm. and that manly beard. Mm. On the flip side, your show is completely the opposite. Sometimes you are good on, you are on to a good topic and then get completely sidetracked and move on to a hail of laughter. <laughs> Oh, sorry, it's your bad shoulder, isn't it? Yeah. And uncontrollable screaming. That becomes hard... <laughs> ...to understand what is actually being discussed. Sometimes I have to turn up the volume to listen better. And turn it down ten seconds later due to the uncontrollable burst of laughter that sounds like Cage Titan is in heat. This being said, I never miss any of your shows because, again, I feel like your content is good and worth listening to except for this letter. This last episode in which John from Dallas was on was the perfect balance between a slight chuckle here and there. Slight chuckle. And extremely deep and meaningful content. I really enjoyed the show and must say it is my favorite episode of all. I mean, no offense by my comments other than fuck you, Todd, but just wanted to share my thoughts and offer some constructive criticism like fuck you, Todd. I, I've got to stop you there, Todd. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm glad you're here today. Mm -hmm. um, we've, we've got some, some changes on the show. Oh, do we? Yeah, I'm afraid uh, we're going to have to let you go. So you're going to be calling it Wheel Nerd? Wheel, no, I mean, we'll just, we're going to have John on. Uh -huh. Yeah, okay. we're, gonna, we're just going to, you're fired. Oh. Just uh, clear out your box. No, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Actually, there's nothing here that's yours, is it? No, no. it's all yours. I'll clear yeah. out your fridge. You can clear out my fridge. Take all Garage. the beer. Yeah. Feel free. Slam, slam the door on the way out. Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're fired. Is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Chuck, I'm the knowledgeable one on the show, and you're the goofball. No, I'm the color commentary. Oh, oh. Oh, is that a racial thing? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I, th I think if I said I'm the colored guy. Oh, right. Yeah, that that would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, hey, Nelson rides a, a, a V-Strom, so he's, you know. Mm -hmm. A no-fi V-Strom. Ha-ha, <laughs> yes, guilty as charged. Fuck you, Dodd. <laughs> Thanks, Nelson. You know, I like you a lot. <laughs> Fuck you, Nelson. He can hear it. <laughs> Sometimes, Chuck, <laughs> the best way to say something is pointedly not to say it. Uh, 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 Thanks for your letter, Nelson. <laughs> Thomas writes, you asked for emails, so here's a picture to torture you, except especially no ride Chuck. This was about one month ago when it was 60 and sunny. Nothing like deals gap in the winter. Yeah, so... See the the big Killboy sign on that building. Yeah, I I didn't realize he had an office front. Apparently, like, well, I guess it makes sense. That's where he would sell pictures. Yeah, there. people go and ride, and then they come there and they buy pictures. Oh, that reminds me, our our last uh, guest host, Fake Todd, mm -hmm. uh, sent us a package 
with some t-shirts from his uh, air ambulance company. Oh, neat. Um, and uh, something else. Hold on real quick. You just stay right there. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm sure he sent this with you in mind. Oh, dear. It's a, uh, a subscription to his air ambulance network. Oh, wow. So you too could be medevaced. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Membership enrollment. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a, uh, simultaneously a good idea and a terrifying idea. <laughs> right? <laughs> I open the box and those come tumbling out. I'm all like, oh my. Hey. What are you trying to tell me, Jen? <laughs> are you just like, you know, it's it's just like insurance. It's a good idea, you know. Well, you know, I can, I can see it if, if you really are. How's your life insurance, Todd? Is it paid up? Is it good? Have you thought about that? What about funeral expenses? Have you thought about that? You know, I wonder if this is what my dad feels like when he gets, you know, constant constant telemarketing calls from CETO. Uh, Mr. Cox, uh, we felt we should call you. Why are you calling me? Well, you know, we, we, we bring boats that break down back to shore. <laughs> Why are you calling me? Uh, you know, seemed like target market because of where I live. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> we can roll with that. That's yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. Where you live. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I get the calls that are like, have you thought about your funeral expenses? So you, so you could buy an air, an evac service. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a nationwide service. Not in Utah. Not in Utah. But, you know, if you're traveling and, and you need medevac. (laughs) And as John pointed out to me when I was making fun of him about this, sometimes you just don't want to end up in a rural hospital somewhere. That's a fair point. You're going to want quick transportation to somewhere where they use full, complete sentences. <laughs> Man, that's craziness. Mm-hmm. Scoop, we we will come and we will shovel your ass into the fastest vehicle around and haul butt. <laughs> Wild. Right, I don't know. This country doctor says I'll be okay if he just pours Robitussin on my leg. <laughs> Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll post a link to the slightly chilling available service. <laughs> uh, I have to say, wearing a, wearing a medical evac uh, t shirt while riding on a bike is. Oh, please tell me they're long sleeve t shirts, so I can. Uh, they're not. They're just. They're oh, just, they're... I was totally gonna teach in one. <laughs> you could wear a long sleeve shirt under it. You know. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take these, and whenever student scores the lowest, I'm gonna sleep. <laughs> Hey, um, you know, just, just not for nothing, but, uh, you know, just, just, just one of those things. Just, I know this guy, you know, I passed these out to everyone. He's don't, on my don't show worry about it. Just, you know, take, you, check it out. You've only you passed know? it out to me. No, it's, I ran out. Uh, just, you, you, you were, you, you know, I like you a lot. And, um, it seems like this is something that you would enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> they use they use only the largest, softest snow shovels to get you into the, <laughs> the stretcher. Uh, it's um, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. But, Air ambulance uh, service. Yeah, not in Utah. Well, I I think it's because in Utah that's pretty much how everybody goes already. Mm-hmm. Air med. Okay, network based locations. Mm-hmm. But I think he was saying that they also have partnerships with other networks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I forget. Huh. 
Yeah. There it is. So apparently, in addition to your normal insurance, you can buy the get me to the hospital really freaking fast service. Yeah. Your ambulance? Eh, not fast enough. <laughs> Take a goddamn Are you a fast rider? You need a fast medical evac. <laughs> Are you a fast, bad rider? <laughs> you really need this. <laughs> you know, I was going to call these guys to see if they wanted to sponsor our show, but clearly that would not be a good idea. <laughs> yeah, you know, the thing about it is they might roll with it anyway. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. These are guys who, who, who have a service that people hire to haul them in case of massive, horrible emergency, you got to have a sort of weird sense of humor about that. <laughs> it's got to go with it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So there you go. What have you learned, Todd? Yeah. <laughs> what have you learned? I learned uh, you might want to look into this this medical uh, evacuation <laughs> insurance. I've got a brochure for, here for you. It tells you all about it. Nobody likes you. <laughs> And that's all we got time for this week. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone, and make sure you have good EVAC coverage. <laughs> we'll see you next week. You can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code 801-917-4136. Record an intro for our show of you and your bike, and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com. If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Help read our URL on bathroom walls if it helps. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheelnerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.